I think the bottom line, set your intention on Nibbana, reflect on the Nibbana as happiness, reflect on what it means, reflect on um, really inclining towards Nibbana. I love that phrase you see in the suttas, inclining towards Nibbana, and don't let anything get in your way. Don't let anything get in your way. And it's, it's, it's not the kind of striving where you just pound, 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 although Hajima might say, yes, pound, 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 because <laughs> that was his style. But it's about the right amount, like Ajahn Chah talked about, the right amount, the right amount of sleep, the right amount of food, the right amount of pounding, the right amount of loving, the right amount is really reflect on that. What are your habits that are keeping you back? Don't, you know, like when when um when Andy talked about those habits, obviously there's the there's the side of the habits that we change. We change to not flying so much, to not using the car so much, to not eating meat so much, to not living in such big places when it makes sense to be able to make a shift like that. To to not, you know, having all these machine conveniences that are that are very um energy energy intensive when it makes sense and what are the habits for us that we can change to the opposite you know like those perceptions because then that sutta where Sariputta talks about the perceptions, it goes on to do the flip side, the right, the, you know, having the perceptions that lead to increase, having the perceptions that carry, carry you onwards, that, that bring more stability, the, the perceptions that bring us to realizations, insight, the perceptions that lead to awakening. And how, how do, where do we put our focus? One time, a long time ago, as I was really wanting to become a nun, it was hard back in those days because there weren't very many opportunities for women. And I was really, um, you know, really involved in the man's, the monk's world. And it's like, how can you find the right way to go forward in the holy life as a woman and one of my friends in the dhamma also hanging around monks monasteries but she said she sent me a card and on it it said something like you are bound for nibbana don't let anything get in your way don't let anything get in your way i it sat that up on my shrine for a long time it's like don't let anything get in your way and this is not like this kind of i don't mean this in um selfing harsh or sort of militant <laughs> kind of this is about being clear in our intentions and our commitment and seeing what is it really that's most important in life 
what are we going to use this precious human birth for? Why is it a precious human birth? Because with human birth, we can bring spiritual energy to focus. We can, we can experience that in the body. We can create a field of goodness, a field of merit. Human beings can do that. You have a group of human beings that meet in one place to practice over and over. You can feel the intensity of that. The uplift. Walk into a cathedral. You know, feel the space where meditators have been meeting. We, we Before the pandemic started for years, we've been going to the, the Quaker house in San Jose to teach the Dharma punks. And there's such an energy in that little, that's the oldest Quaker house in California. You can feel it. They meditate there. So this is what we can do as human beings. This is incredibly precious. And we share it. That business of having good friends. This is, these are the people who are doing this and caring about it and understanding the importance in sharing it. It's so beautiful. And we and part of the way we get derailed is with watered down Dhamma. Have your cake and eat it too, Dhamma. Not not believing, understanding the importance of renunciation, the importance of recognize the reality of comma and rebirth. That the teachings need to include Nibbana. This is not about just having a happier life. 